once I find the right ones, and maybe two or three as well, because I think it's they are they do uh, appear in packs, don't they? Yeah. Not just one. You don't see one. So I think what I'll do there is I'll find a good picture, and then I'll find a, a good setting, something like the rhino. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hey, hey, hey. I am down. I'm back. You are. It's nice to have you face to face again, Steve. Yes. Down and we're going to go to Patchings tomorrow. Yeah. On our day out to Nottingham. So they'll, they'll hear all about it next week, won't they? They will and they'll see it they will. all next week. Yeah, yeah. All being well. Yeah, they, they, we've had a lot of reaction to that, so I think people are looking forward to that. They, we'll have to do it every now and again. We'll have to, uh, you know, do a live... Video. Video, yeah. 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 We can show them different parts of the world, can't we? Of the world? Yeah, our world. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, the world. Well, no, Broadstairs, London. Broadstairs is a lovely place, a beautiful place, and it, uh, it would deserve a little bit of airing. It would, you know, yeah, definitely, especially if it's around the folk week. If you get down folk week, it might be a bit busy for folk. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Folk we'll week. probably assemble a crowd. No, we will, yeah. Get some Morris dancers <laughs> in the background. That's right, yeah. <laughs> might be, be a bit fun. noisy though. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to patchings tomorrow. All very exciting, uh, and you'll yeah, we'll, we'll video that there. So if anyone's well, if you're listening to this podcast, you've got to get your bums to Nottingham <laughs> because we'll be there. There's no use in me plugging it any more than we already are. Um, anyway, so uh, so let's. Anyway, no, I've got to say, how are you? Oh, I'm all right. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> really looking forward to uh, tomorrow for the first time. This is my, my first demonstration, live demonstration for ages yes and the show i think the last time i went there was 1960 no not 1960 <laughs> bloody hell that was been a long while ago wasn't it <laughs> no wow. 2006 i think that was the last one i did and the last art show i did it's your first public appearance yeah for eight years that's a long time <laughs> coming out of hiding yeah <laughs> coming out of retirement coming well, out of people hiding. will be saying to me Oh, hello, Colin. I thought you were dead. <laughs> well, hopefully. Well, that's nice. When, well, no, when you don't see someone, it's like someone on the telly. Suddenly you see someone popping the tele- on the television, you think, I haven't seen him for ages. I thought he was dead. It's, it's kind of <laughs> recognised. <laughs> they would say it with, um, with affection. I'm sure. I, I hope, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm still at it, folks. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And we've already had people asking whether you're doing, you're going to be at another exhibition as well in July in the summer. Yeah, I won't be going that one though, Stevie. Can't do that. that that's for the SAA. You have to be specially invited to that. Ooh. And you have to be sort of connected to the SAA. I know we are to a, you know, we've got a. You're a member. I'm a member, yeah, a panel member. Although I haven't really taken part in anything for a long time. But uh, we're still in touch with them. Uh, but that you have to be one of their artists, yeah. really. To... Well, at, at the present moment, this is a one-off, this, this visit. Yeah. And, um, you know, not to ever say that we'll never, ever be going to anywhere else in the future, but absolutely. at the moment, we haven't got any plans. No. But we'll let you know. Oh, absolutely. So, moving on to some questions. The first question I have here is from Cos, Cos Capone. 
I love that name. It is great. Well, a wicked name. Yeah. Great stage name. Cos says, I just read your explanation of creating backgrounds. Very helpful. I have only one question. Do you complete the background before starting the drawing of, say, a kitten or another subject? That is, do you make your drawing on top of the completed background? Now, people will that are familiar with your tutoring yeah. will instantly know the answer to this question. That's However... Right. It's a good question. Yeah, and there's variations on a theme there too. If you're if you're working on a portrait, a pet portrait, I've never done a background first. You can't really, because you really don't know until you complete your pet portrait with all the colours, the pencil colours, the, the type of background you're needing. Um, and because, as people know, I like to include some of the, the pastel pencil colours that I've used in the drawing to... Um, enhance a background and that doesn't always apply sometimes you you although i do always use some of the pencils you can you can vary the background according to the subject if it was a very pretty little kitten then you really need a pretty little background you know if it's sort of um you know a, a, a butcho dog then you need something a little bit more you know butch like, you know, hit the greys and the browns and so on. So you have to kind of regulate your background according to how you feel. And you really don't know that until you've done the picture. When you've done the picture, then you can see or you kind of instinctively know the kind of thing you're doing. And the other thing is if it's a light animal, say it was a white cat, you can't put a very light background on because you won't see the cat at all. So you've got to then put a, a something like um, a medium tone in yeah but if you're looking at let's say uh, a very dark black labrador for instance then you've got to have a lightish background otherwise you put a dark background you won't see him so these are the these are the considerations you have when you're doing portraits but this does alter steve when you've got um when you've got an animal in a landscape, that's slightly different then because you're, you're, you're having to do some of the landscape first. Now, people will say, hang on a minute, I saw the rhino and you didn't do it there. Because if you remember, I put yep. the rhino and then I did the background. So it doesn't always follow that you do that. But if it was, a, if it was detailed, if there were detailed trees and um, mountains and all things, you know, in the background, you really have to do those first. Otherwise, you'd have a problem leaning on the picture that you've just done. Um, I've got plans eventually for a, do a couple of elephants. And those elephants uh, are in, very, in the veget vegetation, you know. So yeah. you can't, you couldn't do that after, you can't do it afterwards. But what you'd have to do there is do some of the background so that your hand doesn't go across the picture. It would be devastating. Because once I get involved in backgrounds, I forget, I very often forget, you know, that I'm actually going across a, a picture and then you could sort of smudge and it would be fatal. So, for example, if you've got, this is probably an extreme, but if you've got, like, trees in the top left and mm. you've got your animal focus in the bottom right... Yeah. You could start over with the trees. You could, you could. Generally speaking, though, if you did do that, and there's no reason why you couldn't do that, but you still have to do the animal before you, you put the surround of the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. You but know, you wouldn't be able to do uh, immediately around the animal. We're going to be talking about that in a minute, actually. So yeah, I'll, I'll be able to crystallise that a little bit. Yeah. So there you would need to do that. But um, in the case of the one that I'm, we're going to be talking about later on, you can see you have to do the background. You have to do it as you go along. But you leave the area you around the outside of the yeah. subject, the animal. What about people then? 
Uh, same with people, really. You leave an yeah. area around the outside you'd of the person. To, you'd have to, because once again, you're preempting what you're going to do with the person. You might change your mind. If you put a background on, you can't change your mind. You're stuck with whatever you've got. So I would say that that's a general rule of thumb. But of course, all these rules that I, I have, they're my rules. They're the way I work. Uh, and other people will do their own thing. And, but, but you've always got to remember what is the most important bit of the picture. In the, in the case of an animal, it's the animal's most important. And if you're doing a, a set of people or a group of people, it's the people that are important. So they're the ones that have to be done first, and everything else has to uh, complement them. Okay. And, and the background is really just a framework for those people. So to summarise then, if you're doing a pet portrait, mm-hmm. absolutely animal first. Oh, without uh, every time. If you're doing uh, an animal within a landscape, depending mm-hmm. on what's the surrounding, you can mm-hmm. do the surrounding working up to where the animal is, but, mm-hmm. not, but then not around the yeah. animal. You have to leave that animal section and do that sort of separately. There's a couple of exceptions to that rule even, though, because if you've got a very prowling tiger, for instance, now, if people remember that, I did just a tiger, and that was a whole animal. Well, it wasn't, we didn't see the back of him, but we saw his, his, his paws. Basically, that's what I mean. You, you, you put feet in them, therefore you could put a ground. But with that, I put the background in afterwards. So, you see, even that rule could but be the, broken. Yeah, but the background on the rhino, say, is more detailed than the background on the prowling tiger. It, it was, but it was impressionistic. Now, see, once again, we're looking at impressionism. If we're looking yeah. at impressionism, which we were on the rhino, uh, I wanted it to be um, hazy, and I could get away with that. And I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do with that picture. If you remember, I did the rhino from a, a photograph that your friend gave me that he took in a zoo park. Yeah. And, of course, all you had was um, a bit of grass and a bit of fencing and so on. You, you, I couldn't, you couldn't use that. So I wanted to put him in the natural surrounding, and I had no idea at that time what I was going to do. In fact, I was going to do him with dust blowing up, if you remember. Yeah, too. I do, yeah. I changed my mind on that. So, you see, you've got options then. You do the picture, then once you finish, you think, now, what am I going to do? Okay. It's fascinating. You it see how a good question yeah. that was there. It is a good question. And perhaps anyone out there uh, on these on the podcast can write us a comment and let us know what they do. Because mm. uh, obviously, like you say, these are your rules. These are the way you, you generally, and there's variations to those. Let us know what you would do in these scenarios, you know, uh, pet portrait first, background later. And I did mention, because uh, I said we'll bring it up on the podcast, and I, and I mentioned what I knew anyway from... You were right, from, yeah. um, In the fact that you want to put the colours that you've used in the picture in the background, yep. in the same tones. Absolutely. Um, which is a great tip. I yes, really like is. that tip, and I don't forget that tip. So, great. Thanks, uh, Cos, for, for that question. The next one is uh, from Angela... And Angela says, any chance of an art course uh, for the lovely picture of the meerkats you have on the SAA website? <laughs> now, I love meerkats. <laughs> and this is a really, really, really lovely <laughs> picture. Um, but it's, it's, on the SAA, there's two meerkats. That's right. You did a two... Because you've done two meerkat pictures. One with two meerkats in right. and, and one with one, one in. Yeah. So tell us about those two pictures. Well, the reason I did the, the two was because I loved the relationship between them. Yeah. And that was a really good picture, and a, a lot of people have, have uh, commented on that. Uh, when I came to do the workshop pack, I thought it's better to do one, because it was a bit complicated. And that's been popular too. But 
what I'd like to do is a meerkat picture similar to the rhino in, in the same idea. In other words, just with the, the meerkat that I did, or the two meerkats, the picture only has a very... It's like a um, impressionistic background with no detail at all in it. You, know, yeah. you can just see a little bit of earth or a bit of sand or whatever they have. You know. It was just like a... Um, it was almost like a portrait rather than a real picture. But this, I want to do a real picture with meerkats in. Uh, once I find the right ones, and maybe two or three as well, because I think it's they are they do uh, appear in packs, don't they? Yeah. Not just one. You don't see one. So I think what I'll do there is I'll find a good picture, and then I'll find a, a good setting, something like the rhino. So that is on the cards. Possible it's project not, coming up. It, yes, it's, it's a possible project. With all these projects I get, um, it comes along at the right time for us. Yeah. And I'm waiting for the right time for those meerkats. Mm. The the thing about the meerkat picture on the SAA website is almost it's like it's been cropped because they're looking off, aren't they? Yeah. And you could almost think that that what you just said, putting them in a scene would really make sense because it looks like that's been cropped, as in what what are they looking at or what's that's what right. else is yeah. happening off? Yeah. In that picture. Yeah. So putting them in a scene would be really quite. Quite. There's a little story there. Can I have a, got time to tell you a little You've story? You've got time to tell us a little story. Well. When I, years ago, a long time ago, I was appearing on the Create and Craft television programme. Uh, yes, I did, we spoke They were that. live, they were live programmes. Yeah. And I think it was the second or the third one. They wanted me to show the polychromos pastel sticks as well as the pastel pencils, you see. So they were selling, because it's a selling channel, a commercial selling channel. And it was a lovely presenter, Victoria. I can't remember her surname, but uh, Victoria was a lovely presenter. And she was, bear in mind, this is live. So yeah. when I say it's, it doesn't go out live, but it's, it's broadcast live. So they don't edit it. Yeah. They go from beginning to end. So it's as live, really. Anyway, I kept this meerkat picture back. Okay, I didn't show her because I'd had an awful lot of reaction to it. And I thought, I wonder what you know, reaction we get. It'd be nice to have that kind of reaction again because it showed the, me working with um, the Polychromos Pastel 6, which I did on that picture. And I went through all the spiel and about two-thirds two of the way through, she said, now, Colleen, um, I understand, and she did a usual sell, you know, I understand you do these Polychromos Pastel 6. Could you just show us how you use them? Certainly, I said, and I brought this picture into, into shot. She hadn't seen it, and, and she, she gasped. She went, <gasps> really? And she, I've still got that on, on tape, actually. Have and you? she looked at the camera, and she sort of shook her head, you know, think, Blimey. <laughs> a, a real natural, yes. never seen that picture reaction. Yes, it was. How great. And um, it, was, it was good, yes. It was, it was one of those sort of nice moments. And, of course, the, the audience would have seen that on the television as well. So they would have had the same impact. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they went close up on it. And then I showed and I was using the pastel sticks. And where sticks. did you use the pastel sticks? In oh, the, it was on the background. On the background of the meerkats. Yeah, it was okay. on the background. And I think I put a little bit on the fur as well. I just did a little... You can't do very much. You're only spending all, seconds almost because they've got a half an hour program. And yeah. they've got to put a whole load into it. So you, don't, you, you can't really do a lot of demonstrating. But it was good fun, though. I enjoyed that part. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Okay, good, great. So we want to talk about this this uh, 
the sec- we put the picture up of the the cows which you gave away last week which is no problem all right <laughs> uh and in this picture we t- we spoke about it before it, it it's a, a, it's a full picture, and we'll put up the full picture this week so you can see the whole completed picture. The Moody Sky went up as a tutorial mm. uh, last week, and um, people can see uh, the, the ochre that we spoke about, you know, and the, the sky right. and the, the variation of the sky. And um, this, the bottom half, you've done a tutorial separate, which will now go up in the next week, uh, of how to do these cows. Now, this goes back to what we were talking about when you do a background before an animal and, mm. and things like that. Now, mm. on the right-hand side of this picture, you've, you've got uh, f- a set of four cows and then another cow, and you'd already mm-hmm. completed those. That's right. And then on the left-hand side, you've got a singular cow, which is what the tutorial is of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting when you look at the tutorial, because you've done the surrounding area. I, I started it. Yeah. Because, because what I did there, I did the other cows before I put all of that and the bushes in. And people, if they're looking at the picture, they'll know what I'm talking about now. So uh, you, you, the cows go in first, and then I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm trying to do. It's following a pattern of, of the picture anyway. But I have to put those in first because there's a black and white there. So if you put a, if you put a dark bit of bush against a black cow, you're not going to see him. He's going to disappear. So you have to think when you do the, the animals, you think, now, I'm now going to work the pencils according to the reference on the picture. And the uh, tutorial actually shows the cat, the cow on the other side. It shows me actually doing that, using a little bit of light and then a little bit of dark. Dark where the uh, light is and light where the dark is. Yeah. And you have to be clever at that because otherwise you end up with, <laughs> with a patchwork but you can do it, and it, it, I show it, so I've, they've got the advantage of actually seeing that in operation. So the the cow itself, mm-hmm. the black. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, me being naive would go black. Oh, okay, put on black. That's right. That's not the way the pastel no, pencils not work. The way, no, it's not. So how do you get that black looking black? Because usually black is darkening agent, but this is black you want black to be black. I do, although it's still actually a darkening agent for the grey, which I put on first. Right. I put um, two, 273, I think it is. It's 273. It could be 233. It doesn't really matter there. But either either of those two greys you put on first. No undercolour, just that colour goes on. So grey and then black straight away. Grey and black. That's, all the, that's the only two colours. I mean, in a, in a larger area, if that was a bigger cow, it's not very big, is it? It's only, what? A couple of centimetres. It, it's, not very, it's not very big, yes, that's meters, right. Yeah. So you are, you are looking at a small subject, so you can't put dozens of, of colours in there. But what I did do, I, I put the black on top of the grey, and then I, on top of that, I did put some 230, I think it was I used, which is the so light grey. cold grey. Yes, the cold, the cold grey, and also some white a little bit of white, to create the uh, shine. Yeah, because there's, uh, there is a shine and there's mm. like uh, the, not folds in the skin, that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. The, the, the texture. It's like the muscle, it's an, like the muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So you can see it on that. You see on the other cows, you can't see it because they really are too small. So there's, a, there's something to be said with, with something that's small that you've got to just... Yeah, you, you can't play with it. If you try playing with that, you'll find you'll end up with all sorts of 
problems. And people, normal viewing, you're looking at that from about three foot away, aren't you? Mm. That would be the normal viewing distance for a picture of this kind. You wouldn't go... I mean, I know people put their nose on the, on, on the, on the picture when they try to see how I've done it, like I used to when I was starting out. But really, that's not the viewing distance from there. So you look at the cows and you see them, you know, the black and white cows. Uh, but it's when you get to the one on this side, the, the larger cow, that you probably could discern then, even from your distance away, the shine. Yeah, you can. And that's what's important. Did you know, did you draw the patterns out of the cows or did you make that up? Uh, 50-50. It's 50% of uh, me following um, reference. There was actually, all these cows were in different spots. I put them all together. They weren't, they weren't, uh, they weren't in the field in like that, that. They weren't in that yeah, no. position. You put so I, I, can, I can alter the cow. It doesn't matter, really. I, I, I followed most of the pattern, and then I changed some of it afterwards to, to suit myself. Okay, so around the cow that you did you did a certain amount like above you've got the oast house you've done mm. that haven't mm. you you've done that and you've done i can't remember did you do this you didn't do this out of bush no, around the outside no i didn't all all, all that's been shown is the the gate over here and then i did the meadow which because we did that because the meadow is something that uh, we've people been wanted asked to know many, how many to do times. that and the foreground especially mm. foreground meadow mm. and the uh, impression of grass that's right. Well, we can talk about that if you like, because that's really, really important. The we always think of grass as being green. Well, of course it is, and there's several grows. There's four different greens in that particular area, but there's also a lot of ochre as well and grey. You need those colours. You need a combination of colours to stop it being looking too. Mm, artificial because that's what it would look like if you just put green over it yeah yeah and i show again on on the video when you see it i show how you recession now you've only got about what about three centimeters of meadow there but i have to work from the idea of being right from the beginning right from the bottom of the picture you see the up close up close through to about or something like i don't know um 50 feet? Oh, I think it'd probably be a bit more than that, Steve. Yeah. Let's say 50 feet. But that's quite hard. You've got to now think of that being 50 foot away. So how do you do that? Well, you do it by, by graduating your twiddle. I call it the Bradley <laughs> twiddle because I can't think of any other word for it. It's like a little twiddle. Rather than putting individual sort of soldiers of grass, you know, individual strokes, which would look silly if you tried that, you kind of... You kind of twiddle the pencil. You'll see it on the um, on the video when you see me do it. It's like a little twiddle, and the twiddle gets stronger as you get towards the front, and it gets weaker as you go towards the back. Okay, so basically, the grass. What we're saying is, for anyone that isn't going to watch this tutorial, um, the grass. What other? There's other colours that need to go into mm. the grass. Well, I tell you what, the I run through them if you like. You've got the, the my favourite colour of all is. 170 it's mid green you know light lightish mid green lovely color and then i use 168 which is a slightly stronger then 174 which is the dark green and the lighter green is 104 now those are the four green colors i use but i also add on either 167 or 267 it doesn't really matter which one they're both the bluey greens and it gives it a kind of a bluey green look you can't use that 
on the, uh, you know, as a base colour because it's too green. But it's a great colour to add on. And then, on top of that, I put in the um, 182, always 182, sometimes 183. It depends on the, the graph. This is mainly 182, though, because I wanted a, an earthy look. On the, on the patches on, that, on the, are more, the, that's right. that are more... Uh, and you've also got to remember, earthy. you've got another colour in there that you don't see, and that is the paper, the sand coloured paper. I bet that works really well it does. coming through. If you look at where you, you see these areas, I'm pointing the, um, the, the areas of ochre where well, the by, have trodden down. Yeah, you can see where the and grass is see, worn. You can see the colour of the paper if you look at it. So yeah. the, the pastel paper works in two ways. It works brilliantly for creating that kind of effect I've got, but it also works because it grips the pastel and you can... That twiddle I'm talking about is enhanced by it. You couldn't do that. If I was doing that on a normal uh, piece of paper, I couldn't create the same effect. So that's it's really interesting. That, that To create grass or a meadow, you've you need got... You need paper, folks. Well, yeah, but you've got, <laughs> you've got all those colours that go I into know. it. You've got six or seven colours as well. Oh, and I haven't finished. Uh, then you've got the darker colours, 175 and 177 as well. Yeah. And the grey. I used two greys in there, 273 and... Amazing. 270. The amount of build-up. Yeah, all of that colour, but it, it doesn't go one colour on top of another colour on top of another colour, or you'd be pancaking it. You're using the colours very cleverly and to create. That's what you're doing. You're creating the effect you want. Yeah, because that, you know, we've, what we spoke about before is colour. You can't put colour on colour on colour on colour because you'll crush the paper. So right. it's a way of doing it. Mm. Yeah. It's, People it's, are going to want to look at this tutorial. Oh, I tell you what, they're going to look at it and they're going to be stuck. If you look at the trees, and this is reason, one reason why we're not doing this or we can't do this as a, a, a project, the trees would be unbelievable. To try to do those trees would be really, really hard. And How I, many colours do you... Oh, lots. Well, all the colours I've said, plus another half a dozen. In those trees. you've got 172 in, in there as well, which is a, a light green. Oh, and, and reds, 283. God. Well, there's actually two clips uh, I forgot to mention, two very short clips. The tutorial for this cow, obviously, is, is uh, longer than these, but there's a couple of short clips that are going to go up on YouTube mm. uh, of, of some of this uh, meadow and the, the cow, so people can mm. watch a little bit of it to get an and idea. If you're going to, I'm, I'm very pleased you're putting the whole picture on because, Steve, the, it would be nice for people to study those trees. Just study them and see how good the pastel pencils are. Because, folks, later on, uh, I'm probably going to get told off now, but later on we've got another project in the, when it's already done, it's already in the can, it's waiting for Steve to do the off, which actually cover these, cover trees, not quite the same as that, a little bit easier than that, but a load of trees, so you're going to get a chance to try it all out. Yeah. Well, that uh, that picture, if people are at Patchings and they see us at Patchings, they will uh, see the picture because we're it. taking it with us. I am going to take it, yeah. So, uh, so those lucky it. people that see it, well, they won't know. See it in advance. <laughs> 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 yes, they can see it. But that is, you know, there's so much to this. I mean, we we rave and rave about animal pictures, Steve, and how good they are, and justifiably so, because they do. Uh, pastel pencils is, without doubt, the best medium for pastel pencil portraits. But landscapes, well, you can see from that, it's stunning. You can get a, you can get a, almost an oil effect, almost. I wouldn't say you can because oil is the ultimate medium, really. But you can get close to it. Yeah. You can't do that with watercolor. You couldn't create. I couldn't create that same effect with watercolor. Look at the sky. Try, try to create that with watercolor, and you're really in trouble. Very difficult. 
Anyway, yeah. there we are, folks. Good. Okay, brilliant. Well, we'll call it a day there. And um, if you wanted to send in a question to the show, uh, you can go to our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk, and click contact at the top and write us a message. Or you can leave us a voice message on the website using the button in the bottom left-hand corner that says leave a message. And um, if you want to become a member of the website then and watch all these videos that we, we talk about every week, then you can join by going to our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk. And it'd be really good if you've got just a few minutes to leave us a positive review on iTunes because then more people will discover the show yeah. and uh, listen. And that'd be great. And more people can join you in this wonderful world of pastel. Yes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Okay. Anything more to say, Ad? No, I think I've uh, I've done my bit today, Stephen. Good. Okay. I've earned me money today. <laughs> Good. Okay. So uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.